Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me again. I am really looking forward to today's conversation with LinkedIn guru, Donna Sadula. Donna is the president of Vision Board Media. And as I said, an absolute LinkedIn guru. So hi, Donna, thanks for joining me. Hi, Ben, thank you so much for having me. Good to have you along. Whereabouts are you based? I'm based outside of New York City. I'm in Philadelphia. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this because obviously it's such a big issue for consultants and even HR tech firms. It's not about TikTok. It's not uh, Pinterest and so on. It's it's all about LinkedIn yeah. and that's where the audience is. So yeah, thank you for, for sharing your advice and, and insights today. So perhaps we could just start with your, your background. Just give us a quick summary of yourself and, and what led to the formation of uh, LinkedInMakeover.com. Sure. So I, you know, I... My God, I joined LinkedIn years ago, Ben, like back in 2005. Can you believe that? It's like, it's, it's a <laughs> lifetime ago. Do you remember when you joined? Yeah, I think I joined when they were still making that sound, the dial-up sound on the computers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me as well. 2005, a long time ago. And back then, you know, I did what everyone else did. I copied and pasted, a, uh, you know, my resume in there. I wasn't seeing any real success. Fast forward, I get a job, nothing to do with LinkedIn. Um, I was in a sales and marketing role. Um, I was cold calling. And I started to recognize at that moment you know, as I was in the sales position, how important LinkedIn could be and how much that LinkedIn profile preceded me into meetings and phone calls and whatnot. And I, you know, I remember at the time thinking, I wish I had someone who could help me (laughs) tell my story because I sat so close to it. I needed help because I didn't want to just put a resume in there. I wanted this to be something so much more. I wanted this to really be uh, my professional manifesto. I wanted people to read it and feel really good about me and not just align me to a job, but align me to this is someone who can help and make a difference. And um, no one was doing it back then. And so I had this idea of like, wait, this is something that I could potentially do. Uh, 2009 is when I started um, my business. And I, you know, I, I got the domain name LinkedInMakeover.com. And, um, nice. uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. The first year it was crickets. <laughs> I would talk about LinkedIn and people would say, LinkedIn? Abraham? LinkedIn? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you t- <laughs> talking about? What, what is, and I was very early, very early. Um, but it was in 2012 that I brought on my first two writers. I now have 20 writers on my team. We've written over 6,000 LinkedIn profiles for executives and professionals from all over the world, even though I'm here in Philly. Um, we work with people all over and uh, people need help. They need help telling their story. It's not just about LinkedIn itself. It's, it's really about being able to gain that clarity as to who, who, you, who are you, what value do you bring, how do you help, what do you represent, and being able to put that into your profile in a manner that gets people interested. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, some of the listeners will be people who are in-house HR professionals. And by HR, I mean, you know, 
diversity, inclusion, training, leadership development, general HR consulting, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, but they'll be in in-house roles and looking to move into setting up their own business, joining an existing consulting firm, whatever it may be. And it's yeah. just such a leap, isn't it, from the employee profile to the business owner and or consultant profile. What, what do you think does make a good profile for these sort of people who are running their own business? Yeah, you know, and it's for a person who's running their own business versus a person who's looking to make a change in their career. These are two totally different looking profiles because you have a different target audience, right? If you're looking for a new position, you want a profile that really showcases you as that perfect candidate, someone who can absolutely move into that role and, 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 you know, move forward quickly. But, you know, on the flip side, if you have this, if you have a business, you're, you're doing this more for sales and prospecting and, and business development and strategic relationships. And so you don't want to have, you know, profile that's going to pigeonhole you to this tiny little role. You want to really showcase your, as yourself as a thought leader, someone who understands their, their target audience, um, you know, someone that a, a company or a person would want to hire, you know, and to bring in and, and to have them work with you. So it's, it's a different message and you really have to be very thoughtful and, okay, who do I want reading this profile? What do they need to know about me? But even more so, what what if they don't know I exist, how would they be trying to find me? What keywords would they be using? And then once you have those keywords, you want to infuse those keywords throughout your profile. That's what's going to allow you to get found. So in the marketing world, there's SEO, which is search engine optimization. That's how you get your website found by mm-hmm. Google. But you're saying that there's an SEO for LinkedIn. Is that there right? There is. Believe it or not, there is. And you know, with, with, when you look at Google, it's all about, you know, backlinks, right. And these, these uh, yeah. uh, keywords and, and whatnot, but with, with, with LinkedIn, it's really about thinking in terms of, okay, if there is a, you know, depending upon who your target audience is, if it's a recruiter and they're, they're, they're looking for a very specific role, what is that role? And what are those keywords? What are those core competencies, those strengths? that that person should have. So like, if you were to look at the job description that might be given to a recruiter, that, that story there is sort of the story that you want to be telling, not in a copied and paste type of way, but more in a, okay, if this is what they're looking for, what have I done in my past that tells the story that says, Hey, this person is the perfect fit, perfect candidate. Yeah. And on the profile side of things, I mean, there's all sorts of approaches you hear of, of tell a story at the start or call out your ideal target market, things like that. What's your general advice to someone who's either set up or is, is running a, a business in the HR industry? You know, someone who's running a business in the HR industry, I think absolutely starting from the top of the profile, you know, making sure that you've got a beautiful background graphic that maybe uh, reflects, you know, your, your website, your logo, you know, that brings it all together, illustrates that brand. It's going to be important. If, if you're a business owner, you want to have a professionally taken headshot. You want to look as professional as you can. You want to have that uploaded. The, the headline is going to be 
huge because that headline follows you throughout LinkedIn. Every little bit of activity that you do, that headline is there. It's not, everyone thinks it's just resident at the top of the LinkedIn profile. It is not, it follows you. Strong headline will really compel people and they'll want to learn more about you, but it'll also help with the search engine because if you can put your keywords in there, you'll turn up higher and more often in the search results. So that's something to really keep in mind. And the other thing is, Ben, I don't know if you've been seeing this. I, I see it every day, but like, if you have a headline that starts off with a benefit statement, like, like it immediately looks like you're one of those salesy spam artists. Yeah. Yeah. And like, to me, that's like, as a biz, as a small business owner, if you have this like, you know, HR firm, you don't want to come across in that hinky type of way. So you really want to, you know, have your, your title, your company, um, some keywords of, as to those, those things that you can really help with. And then maybe a benefit statement at the end, if, if you need one at all. But I think you have to really be thoughtful because there are so many people using that headline, you know, helping you generate, you know, leads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you, you come across looking terrible. Yeah. See, I was going to, I was very curious. I was going to ask you about that because in, yeah, in the marketing world, it, it's features versus benefits. And you want to talk about benefits a lot more, but perhaps previously on LinkedIn, it was, let's get the benefits out there more often and so on. But these days when you're trying to connect with people and that's the first thing they see, oh gosh, here comes a sale call. As soon as I've connected, they're going to pitch me something. Yeah. So it's trying to be a bit more subtle, I guess. Is that right? No, to me, it's that, it's that pro- the problem with it's like, you don't even know me and you're asking me out on a date. <laughs> don't jump. Don't jump further than, than you need to be. Like, why are you asking for a sale when you're just connecting? Like with LinkedIn, this is, a, this is where you want to build your network. You want to tell your story. You want to talk about the, you know, the things, how you can help. You want to use it to educate. You want to try to add value. You know, you want to be on there, you know, in a really pleasant manner, hoping, you know, like with the idea and the hope to, to help others, you know, to, to really give value. And then when you do that and you do that consistently, people want to work with you. But if you go on with this giant push, like hire me, hire me, hire me, it, it's, it pushes people away. Absolutely. What about on the content side of things? Because it's one thing to connect with people, but at some point you've got to get out there and sell yourself, sell your brand, share thought, leadership. What, what are your thoughts and guidance in terms of posts? And then in particular, what makes a good post? You know, and this is where people struggle, you know, trying to find the time. And it's hard, you know, when you're running your own business, I mean, you're, there's a lot that's going on. And then to say, Hey, Mm. by the way, you got to start creating content on all these social media platforms. (laughs) It's, it's rough. It's tough. But you know, what, what I want people to recognize is with LinkedIn, it's, it's not quantity anymore. At one time, you know, we were trying to get, you know, five posts a day out there and you really don't need to have that many. If you can do one a week, that's fabulous. That's great. I mean, if you can do one a week, consider yourself, that's, that's success in my mind. And if you, but that one post that you do, you want it to be strong. You want it to be a really strong post. You want it to have hashtags 
And you may even want to consider tagging other people in the post as well to bring in that conversation. I find that the posts that I do that elicit the most engagement are ones where I ask for people to tell me more. Like, what do you think? Do you agree? How do you handle this? You know, so you're asking for additional advice. So you give some advice and then you ask people to add on to it. And when you do that and you can tap into that, you know, either that pain point or that, that feeling that other people have like, Oh, this is such a, this is, you know, a problem area, or this is something that I don't agree with. When people see that they really jump in and they have something to say. And what's nice is when you get all of that, all of that uh, engagement and people talking and, and conversing, that's what sets that post on fire. And you're going to really see a lot more views. I've heard these theories of it's good to be contrary and come up with something that's going to get debate and things like that stuff. But sometimes I would struggle to think, oh, I don't know what's. I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like I don't know if I'd want to debate in my, in my comments. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of go with the, the softer approach of asking for advice and asking for people to give their two bits, you know, not mm. fight me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln was an idiot. What do you think? I'm like, what? LinkedIn was around back then? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. A new world yeah. out there. <laughs> what if you've been doing posts and they're not performing very well? They don't get a lot of interest. You know, what's your advice to someone to say how to stand back and, and take a different tactic? Or first off, how many people are in your network? That's the first thing I'd be looking at. Because I see people turning out some great content and they've got like 150 people in their network. They're mm. basically talking in a silo. So you need to have a strong network. You really, really need to have a strong network. Two, are you that, you know, not you, Ben, not, you know, your posts are performing well, but <laughs> to the person whose posts are not performing, I would say to them, what are you doing to engage on other people's posts? Like, are you actively yeah, engaging yeah. on other people's posts? There's so many people are out there. They're talking and talking and pushing out stuff, but they never go back and like other people's comments. Yeah, yeah. You know, links, they, they just, they, they just, they have their, 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 their bull, bullhorn and that's all they're doing. So I would say, start engaging, like really yeah. find other people who are, are talking and, and engaging on LinkedIn and start to engage with them. So that would be number two. Number three, are you burying the lead in the, in the post? <laughs> I, I've had so many people who they, they drone on and on and on in the, the very end of the post, right? You know, right where the person says has to hit show more. It's like buried under the show more. <laughs> they have a pearl of wisdom, something fabulous. That's like beautiful. And I'm like, put that at the top. <laughs> Don't bury your lead. Like make, like really think about it. If, if you're scrolling through a person's, your, your LinkedIn feed, you want to have that eye catching thing at the top. Don't bury it. Um, the other thing I, so what am I at three or four now, Ben? How many, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going for the record. I, I'm going to keep going. Um, hashtags. Now I think yep. called topics on LinkedIn. LinkedIn suddenly just made a oh, couple changes there. Dwarf. I noticed okay. in their uh, in their GUI where it used to say hashtags, now it says topics. So maybe we'll be you know changing our our language around this. But I'm still going to call it a hashtag because it looks like a hashtag. It's got that hash in the front. I'm with you. Um, but are you using too many hashtags? 
they say three is, is the best number. LinkedIn itself has said three hashtags. If you do less or more, it, it doesn't perform as well. Um, I've been seeing more perform okay, but I think you want to keep it. It's, 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 we're not living in the, in the Instagram world on, in LinkedIn. <laughs> Three is more than enough. If you want to go to four or five, that's fine. But if you've got 15 hashtags in there, I think you're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> um, the other thing is what, what, what are the hashtags you're using? Have you done any research on those hashtags? Yeah. How do you do the research? I'm glad you asked, Ben. This is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> you go into the LinkedIn search box and you type in, you put in the hashtag and then you say like, so as an example, right? Um, I remember going to hashtag a post with marketing tips. And I thought this is a fabulous <laughs> hashtag marketing <laughs> tips. I love it. But I went in and I, I did a little search. I said, okay, how many followers are following marketing tips? 5,000. Not bad. 5,000 people following marketing tips. That's not too bad. How about if I just back, back up, take out tips and just look at marketing? 7 million. <laughs> oh, wow. So which one do you think I used? Marketing tips or marketing? Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. And it seems like in the, in the LinkedIn world, the broader, the better. So, you know, go with HR. Oh, okay. So not niching down. Yeah. yeah go right. with HR. Don't go with HR, you know, whatever. Go with HR mm. or human resources. Like those, that would be a fabulous hashtag for you. Uh, mm. You know, don't yeah. go with, you know, small business ideas and tips or small business marketing. Just go with the small business. Got it. And on the planning out of posts, I think it makes sense to set aside time and there's different ways you can do it by topic, I guess, or by day or by mode, I guess, the type of content you put out. But what do you think about pre-scheduling posts? Is that a, a frown or a smiley face on that one? It's funny. I, I have heard that if you uh, use like Hootsuite or Buffer, LinkedIn doesn't treat those posts with as much love <laughs> as yeah. when you go on to either your app or the desktop experience and you type it in and post it straight from the LinkedIn homepage. Um, I don't know why LinkedIn would, would try to mm. stop you from pre-scheduling, but apparently there is, they, they just, they don't give you as much sure. of a platform or a, you know, an audience. Yeah. Um, probably to reward you for being there and being present. And yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And- With that said, I don't have anything against pre-scheduling. If, if you are that type of a person where you want to do it, you, you, might, you might get a smaller audience, but you still have an audience and you're still pushing content out. And as long as it's valuable mm. and it's interesting and it's engaging, I say, go for it. Um, it, it, this is a long haul type of situation. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to post on LinkedIn for three weeks and then I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> this, is, this is our career, guys. Like we need to realize that LinkedIn is here. It's not going away. We want to be noticed. We want to be found. We want to be seen. It, you know, it, it's a very, there's with LinkedIn, there's not a lot of people actually broadcasting on it. Oddly enough, when you look at the number of people that are posting versus their full number, the vast majority of people on LinkedIn are are are, are silent. You know, they're 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 maybe they're voyeurs. They're looking at the content, but they're not posting. So if you can be one of those people that's actually posting, 
That's that's huge. You've got this this huge ability to be seen by a lot of people because not a lot of people are posting. That's such a good point. And people who are yeah, running consulting businesses or are consultants, or whatever, maybe there will be a decent proportion who are scared or have that imposter syndrome feeling going on and what have I got to say? And there's me thinking I can't come up with something contrarian or whatever. I love the fact that you've just raised that. Just go for it because the vast majority of people are not doing it. So there's just a a wide open opportunity for you. So yeah, get out there. Yeah. Low, what low barrier to entry here. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And and, and I, I find that so many people like it's with LinkedIn, it doesn't have to be that hard. You know, is there a book that you're reading? Take a picture of the book if you don't want to be in the picture and, and upload yeah. the picture of the book and just say, hey, I'm really enjoying this. There you go. That's a post. And I'm telling you, I'm like, I am not one of those people. I'm not going to come out here and tell you three, you know, five posts a week. You know, you have to be posting all the time. I'm not saying that. Once a week, once a week is totally doable. Take a picture you know, find, find some, uh, find a, an article that was interesting and post that, you know, think about to um, something that happened in your career, like a brief story where you learned a lesson. Why not post that? See what happens. You know, yeah. simple things like that. But if you can start doing it and you start thinking about it, then this weird magical thing happens. And that is, <laughs> You suddenly, you suddenly open yourself up to it. And before you know it, you're like, oh, that would make a great LinkedIn post. <laughs> <laughs> It'll start popping to you, but you just have to get yourself into that rhythm of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think it's Jerry Seinfeld. He has a, a thing where he, he has to write a joke every day and he, and he has to cross the, the day out on the calendar. Mm-hmm. So he just needs to see every day has been crossed out. Yeah. And not every day will produce a great joke, but he's always writing, and so therefore it flows a lot, lot easier. And I think it's yeah, as you say, it's with with the LinkedIn posts. If you once you start the ball rolling, you, it will be yeah. easier. I suspect. Isn't it? There's there's a book. Oh, gosh, it's, I think it's the art of writing, where she, where where the author talks about the everyday pages, the morning pages, where if you want to be a successful author and a successful writer, you have to get up and in the morning you have to write five pages. It doesn't matter what you're writing, but you just have to write something. And before you know it, you get into that habit, the rhythm. And, and I have noticed like when I was writing my four dummies book, when I was writing all the time, even after I stopped writing, it, like it kept coming out of me. <laughs> it was like, I found it was easy to write blog posts and I was journaling and I was sending letters. It was like, but you just have to, it's, it's a weird, I, I don't know why, I don't know how, but it's, it is true. Yeah. It's probably like exercise, right? Once, once you start the ball rolling with that, it, it's, it becomes a lot e- easier and more enjoyable on the messaging side. So that's a, a tricky one for people because they think, oh, do I just connect with someone and, and then send messages of, hey, here's my latest article. Do you want to read it? Or, hey, can you buy my stuff? What are your thoughts and advice on messaging for consultants? So I would say this, all of those consultants out there, the first thing I want you to do is really start to build your network, connect with people. Connect with all the people you've worked with in the past. Connect with your your current book of business. Uh, Connect with the people in your networking groups. Just connect. Connect with your family and friends, even if they have no desire to ever work with you. (laughs) 
<laughs> connect with them anyway, because you never know who they may know, right? So you want to connect. And when you connect, absolutely add a really nice little message that just says, hey, do you remember me? We worked together back then or you know, whatever it might be. But you know, do that. Then, okay, so now we've got a nice big network. Now we talk about messaging. I I use messaging like I would use in 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 any other type of situation. Like I I I go in, I don't just like cold call a person. You know, I would if if I wanted to, it would be because I maybe I saw they they posted something really interesting on LinkedIn and I wanted to say something to them personally about it. But I'm never going to just write to someone and say, hey, hire me. <laughs> it's more like you want to you want to say, hey, I was thinking of you. Here's something. Here's a valuable tidbit. Um, you know, can you can you can you spare me some time? I you know I need some advice. Like that's what I'd be using. Like I just would never go onto LinkedIn and say, hey, your LinkedIn profile sucks. Hire me <laughs> because they would they would basically they'd be like go away. You've just Not insulted rude. me. <laughs> You're rude. And I think that goes for your, your, your audience as well. You know, oh, your, your company definitely needs an HR. <laughs> You've got a toxic <laughs> culture and workplace. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I used to be an HR guy. Now I'm a marketing guy and I, I test stuff all the time and I'm always testing different things. And I've on the messaging side, I've tested automation and one-to-one and all kinds of stuff. And I think the approach you've just described works by far and away the best. Yeah. The let's just work through a big long list of contacts and send them a message that will never perform as well as the method that you just described. Where you're, you're, you're very thoughtful and you're targeted and you're, you're trying to add that value. You know, that's, you know, I think that's the best approach. Yep. I'm going to wrap up soon, but before I get talking about your website and, and some stuff there, I just I was curious, you've got a number of writers, I think you said 20 writers mm-hmm. writing for you. What led you to doing that as opposed to just you doing stuff? Like, I'm curious, do you write profiles or do you just try and now step back and, and run a business as a CEO? Because there are people listening to this who are thinking, oh, I need to be doing more of that. So I reckon there's an inspiring story there for them. You know, it... I was writing all the profiles myself for a very long time, uh, from 2009 to 2012. And then from 2012, I was only writing, uh, we, we had like, you know, like a high mid and then low price point. And so the high price points would come to me and I would do that. And I did that for another two years. Uh, and then it just got to the point where it was too much work. I couldn't, if I wanted to have a successful business, if I wanted to help as many people as I wanted, I just, I couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Um, and that's when I started to really bring more and more writers in. And I really made sure that I was choosing writers that were amazing, you know, like who really could tell this beautiful story for, for my clients. And now I do write profiles um, and I do work with some some people there's they're they're typically the the you know those ceos of major corporations and they will hire me and i will work with them and i actually also do their activity as well i'm posting for them you know weekly and and really trying to build their brand so you know that is part of what i do but it is for me it's 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 making sure that the business is running and that 
our quality is amazing. Our clients are happy. They, they've got this amazing experience. And when they're coming out, they're not coming out going, hey, great profile. They're coming out going, I discovered something about myself. I didn't even realize that this is, you know, my real value. And this is really wow. what I'm about. That, that is why I do what, what I do. It, it really has very little to do about the actual profile. It's all of the other things that come together and that story and that vision and that belief. And that's, that's why we do it. That's why I do it. That's brilliant. It puts a spring in your step. I'm sure we jumped into the interview and, and I've learned so much already, but just quickly tell me about the business itself and how you help clients, um, particularly on the profile writing and you have to mention the book, of course. Yes, yes. I've got a four <laughs> dummies book, which I'm so proud of. I always wanted to, I always, I always loved, I always bought the four dummies books. I mean, I did this. I had lots of them. Yeah, they're great. I just, I always love them. And I remember, I'll tell you, um, in 2011, uh, my, my father had said to me, you need to write a book. Actually, it was before 2011. It was like 2009, 2010. He's like, if you want to be an expert, you need to write, write a book. He said, and you should write a four dummies book. And I remember at the time I was like, no, there's no way, <laughs> like never. And I, I ended up writing a book that I actually self-published and he got to see it and he died. No. Mm. And, but yeah. it was in 2016, 20, actually 2015, I got a call for dummies acquisitions editor. And she's like, we want you to write a four dummies book. And I kept thinking of my father <laughs> and yeah, I thought of myself. I was, nice. I was like, no, there's no way I'd ever write it. And there it was. And it was presented to me and I just jumped on it. I was so happy. And I, I did a second edition last year. So it's totally updated. If you guys are looking for it on Amazon, get the one with the chess pieces on the cover, not the ball. <laughs> the chess pieces are second edition, very up to date. Um, but uh, what, what was the other question? <laughs> you got me on my four dummies story. I can't help myself. I love that. But before we leave, that's a lesson in itself for people listening, that the getting started and doing things, big or small, whatever the project may be, it always leads to something else. I, for instance, I, I ran a conference last year and that fed into running podcasts, which led into you know conference appearances or hosting panels and stuff like that. Just so much happens when you get moving, get some momentum, even if, as, yeah. as we were talking earlier about posting stuff, once you start the ball rolling on that, things will start to happen. And so I love the fact that you, you wrote a book and then the acquisitions team came along from the, the four dummies mm -hmm. series and said, Hey, we want you on our, on our, on our shelves. Yeah. Um, so that is brilliant. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this, definitely check out the book, right? Yeah, love love the book. I, and and visit my website. It's LinkedInMakeover.com. And and we we do we do LinkedIn profiles, but we also do we also have people with resumes as well and and bios and all of that stuff. But Brilliant. typically, most people come to us really because they recognize people are looking. They're going to start looking, yeah. and they're going to find my LinkedIn profile, and it's just a copy and paste of my resume, or it's or it's virtually bare bones. And I want people to recognize that I've got something to say. I'm someone who you can believe in. I have something to add and they have a deeper future. They have a career vision for themselves and they recognize that in order to obtain that vision, they've got to start building it now, but it's hard. It's just so hard, Ben, to write about yourself. It's hard to see 
clearly your strengths because they come so, so easily. How like you think everyone can do what you're doing. Everyone can plan these conferences and podcasts. No, they can't. That's, that's hard, you know, but you need to sort of work with that person. And so that's what we do. We, 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 it's, it's highly consultative. There's a lot of coaching involved and we're, we're talking and we're, we're pulling these stories out of our clients. And then the writer is actually taking it and crafting it into this beautiful story. And we make sure that the person loves it. We upload it to LinkedIn and then the, the, like the gates open up at that point, (laughs) because when you showcase your best, you start to attract the best. And the opportunities start hitting, and it's 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 magical. The the analogy or the metaphor I can never remember which one which, but I'm, I'm picturing you wouldn't go to an interview or meet a, an amazing potential new client in a tracksuit, right? <laughs> but it sounds like after working with you and and going through what sounds like therapy as well, I have to say, yeah. and then you turn up in in a really nice Armani suit again, things start to happen. Yeah, I, I always say I I have two analogies I always use. Um, we want to dig your well before you're thirsty. Right? Yep, we want to dig yep. your well before you're thirsty. And then second off, um, if you're going to, pl- the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time is today. <laughs> I, when I, I say that. those things, I always think it's no time better than right now. Get yourself moving to hit that future. <laughs> the other thing was you, you mentioned there's profile support and so on, but you've got calls. Is that right? That you do some Q and A sessions. Oh yeah, with a, with a, yeah, with they have a mastermind. The, we have mastermind sessions, mastermind, okay. part of our all access service, and that's where people can work directly with me because I can't I can't help everyone directly with their profile. But you know, we use these mastermind sessions as a way of you know getting me into that process, so people are working with me. But it's more of a group coaching type of situation, and um, it's 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 actually really. I love it as much as, as much as my clients, I think do, but they come and they say, you know, we start off with a, with a um, introduction. We ask, what would you like to get out of the session and who would you like to meet? And then we, I try to make sure that I answer every question and we try to crowdsource introductions for people. That's brilliant. Really good. Now you've got something cool on your website, the LinkedIn headline generator. What's that? You know, it's so hard to write that LinkedIn headline. And like I said to you before, it follows you all over, all over LinkedIn, everywhere you go, it's your picture, it's your name, and it's that headline and people struggle with it. And LinkedIn, of course, by default makes it just simply your job title and your current company, which is like, doesn't compel anyone to do anything. So I, I worked with a developer and we, we created an online app and we automated it. So you, you just, all you have to do is, you know, put in your email address to get into that section of the, of the website, but we don't do anything with the email. <laughs> you just use it to make sure you're not a bot. And then you get in and you have a series of areas and you just answer a couple questions. You fill in a few, you know, uh, you know, fields, and then you hit generate. And at the very bottom, it just spits out this really attractive, compelling, engaging headline, and you can copy it. And then you paste it right into your, your LinkedIn profile. So you get this free optimized headline and you will find, you will turn up higher in search and more people will be clicking. So you're going to get more views to your profile. So it's a, it's a win-win. That's very cool. And I love that you can tell I'm a marketing nerd now, but um, I love the fact that you've used what I would call engineering as marketing. So there's a, an opportunity for people to 
perfect their LinkedIn headline and you used uh, an app or some code to do that, HR consultants or consultants in the industry can do that themselves. They can have time off calculators. They can have employee turnover calculators, all kinds of opportunities. But I think it's that's a, a perfect example. So if you're listening to this, go and check out the LinkedIn headline generator, A, to work on your own headline and B, to see how it's done and see, could I use this for my own business? So go and check that out. Donna, where do people go to check out this and all of the other stuff that we've been talking about? Sure. If all they need to do is point their browser to linkedin-makeover.com. Donna, you've shared so much. This has been brilliant. Thank you very much for all the insights and for sharing your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. It was a joy. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.